Hello, Matthew. Uh, my name is Stephen Roman. I'm the uh, CEO here at Global Atomic Corporation, and we're back online with Prux Investor to uh, give everyone an update. Well, you've thank you very much. and lovely to see you again, sir. I'm, I'm sorry you couldn't be over here with us on, on this side of the pond uh, in, in Cape Town. Um, but great time to catch up. You've you've um, put out the um, Q122 um, results, um, which I'd love to kind of go through with you. But some of the, the, the I guess the, the big thing that people are a little bit excited about, you got a term sheet in place. Yeah, no, we put out the results last night. So we had a profitable quarter from our Turkish operation. Uh, of course, the, the DASA project is the big asset in the company, and that's been progressing very well. We did, uh, during the quarter, get a uh, letter of interest from uh, Export Development Corporation here in Canada, EDC, as a cornerstone up to 75 million U.S. Uh, part of our overall financing package. So the, the feasibility study, you may recall, uh, called for about $208 million to build the project. Uh, with EDC coming in with that amount, uh, we feel that our syndicate will be put together here and we're still calling to have all of this completed before the end of the year. We have advanced discussions with a couple of other groups. And uh, this is one of the big uh, nuts for us to crack is to have the project finance so that we can go ahead with our schedule, obviously start construction in Q1 of next year, 2023. And that's on the milling side. On the mining side, of course, we're well advanced now. We've got uh, our big camp that was constructed in, in Turkey. It's now arrived in the port of Kotnu. And we're just completing the paperwork and shipping all that to site. Again, you might recall that we've been doing a lot there on infrastructure. So uh, we've been building uh, facilities for maintaining equipment, uh, housing people, uh, water supply, sewage supply. We've now completed the excavation of our box cut. So that's the, uh, the area that we excavate to access the, uh, the solid rock face that we will then start to drilling and blasting to to move underground with our, our portal and our ramp. So uh, all of this has is, is, uh, been progressing since the last time we spoke. Um, the camp should all be at site. We have about a, a 40 truck convoy that'll be moving up from Cotonou with all of these supplies and uh, arriving at site, uh, I would say probably in the next month uh, by the time everything gets cleared through customs and loaded onto the trucks and moved up up the road from Cotonou to our DASA project site. So that's that's very exciting. Uh, of course, the mining equipment is, is going to be arriving there as well in June, July. Um, August, September, the contractor starts getting mobilized. We have uh, the, the simulators coming in to start training people on the new equipment that we've got. Uh, it's state of the art. So, of course, a lot of the equipment they were used to working on up at Komanak, uh is, is obsolete now. And, of course, we need to train them on the new uh, computerized machines. Uh, so all this is ongoing. and. Uh, and right now we're, we're on schedule to start working and building the plant uh, in Q1 
next year. Exciting stuff. Lots of things uh, mo moving around, parts coming and um, camps being built and, you know, as you say, the, the box cutting. It's all, it's all good stuff, right? But I want to come back to the, the, the first point, which is around, around the, the, the funding, right? People are talking about it, right? So EDC, um, 75 million bucks. That's a really good start. But a, a big part of the way that you thought you might get this thing financed was um, through this kind of annuity stream of cash um, from Bethesda. Right, so um, 3.4 million in Q1 of this year, 4.2 last year. So uh, do, you, do you see things in country, in Turkey, going the way that you imagined? Have there been any issues, problems there that would lead you to believe there, there might be any delays? Because if you, can, if you can show a consistent flow of cash there, it's a, it's a significant um, piece in your armory in terms of negotiating um, well, cheaper cost of capital, I, I, I guess. So, what's what's the sort of Turkey update? Well, Turkey update, uh, everything is is going great there. Frankly, uh, you know, with the people cutting back on importing Russian steel and various other Russian products, I think Turkey is is going to pick up a lot of that slack. So, the steel mills uh, are running. I would say 75, 80% capacity at the moment. Uh, north of 80, we would have our plant full all year round. Uh, we had a maintenance shutdown of three weeks during Q1. That's why you saw a little bit of a dip in production there. Q2, we expect to have the full quarter uh, with full plant. Uh, so maximum capacity through, so it should be a, a good quarter in, in Q2. Uh, the Fez loan will be paid out and uh, dividends will resume to the partners uh, from that project. So the banks that we've been speaking with and that are part of our consortium, so to speak, at the moment, uh, they're very excited the fact that we actually have a cash flow producing asset and that can go a long way to give them comfort on, on the debt. Um, so Depending on what the zinc price does, I know it's been pretty strong uh, this last year. If it's going to stay up at those levels, uh, this project would kick out a, a fairly significant cash flow to us. And of course, with dividends resuming, uh, that cash is going to flow to us to help uh, on the debt side for DASA or the or the equity part of the equity component. Right. So and the then other see, part. Sorry, Karen. Yeah, no, the other part I was going to say is, you know, if we do get the, the final terms done with Arano, that could also help us with cash flow from a, from a second source. So uh, we would expect to uh, potentially get into ore uh, towards the end of next year and start shipments to them, which is, you know, really two years, a year and a half ahead of our, our, our own yellow cake production. So that, again, can add a lot to us as far as... Uh, keeping the banks on side happy, giving us a better cost of capital. Absolutely. I, I understand that. And, and that's, again, so you're in an unusually lucky position to you know, potentially have a, a couple of revenues, revenue sources there uh, at, the, at this stage. Um, just, just sticking with Turkey for a little bit longer, and, and I'll ask this question because it'll be asked of, of every company in this current economic environment, which is um, inflationary impact on Bethesda, given it's an it's an operate operation which is you know throwing off cash at the moment. Has it been affected in 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 any way, or is that just going to around maintenance costs for for ongoing production? 
Well, we do use raw materials in the operation, for instance, coking coal, natural gas to fire our kiln. Uh, once the reaction starts, it's uh, self-perpetuating, but you need to fire it up. And uh, we do use those raw materials, so those costs have gone up. But the zinc price has also gone up substantially. So mm. at the moment, uh, it's still producing uh, projected revenues, and we haven't had a huge impact from uh, rising costs. The plant is very modern as well, so it's very automated. So we don't have a huge labor component. Um, so these are all things that, that add to the uh, profitability of that project. Yeah, okay. So as far, as far as you're concerned, Turkey's on, on track. Um, commodity prices are, are doing what they do, whether that's direct inflation or, or, or other um, I guess it can, can be discussed elsewhere. Um, okay, so, so right, that, that, that's, let's park up Turkey. Um, if we come back to, you sort of, you sort of mentioned, um, you know, progress with negotiations with, with banks more broadly. You've got one term sheet there. Um, what, what's your expectation around timing? And do you can still consider the economics, uh, study, you know, valid in terms of, the, you know, in the context of, of inflation, do you have to redo or re-look at some numbers? Are the banks asking you to do that? Or are you able to use current, um, your current numbers? I think the, uh, and something I didn't mention previously is right now we've shortlisted a number of groups for the EPCM contract, so Engineering Procurement Management and Construction. So these are typically big engineering firms that uh, have experience in actually building the plant. And what the, the idea is, is that uh, in the next month, we will select the EPCM contractor, and then we move into a detailed engineering phase. So the feasibility study was done with all the current pricing, but then when you actually get down to the drafting and the nuts and bolts and where this screw goes and where that bolt goes, that's called detail engineering phase. We have to do that. That's going to really refine all the pricing and the environment. So I would say towards the end of the year, like beginning of Q4, once all of this detail engineering is done, we will have an accurate idea of what the total capex is going to be. Now, to mitigate concerns that a lot of people have, we've been sourcing a lot of materials and fabrication facilities right in Niger. So there's a couple of groups, including the uh, big Turkish companies that have just built a new airport terminal there. There's new hotels that have been built recently. So these folks have, have all got operations there and uh, a lot of skilled labor right in the, in the country. They do a lot of fabricating in the country. So most of our plant are, are belts, conveyor belts and tanks. So you've got, I don't know, 45 different tanks that you have to build. So rather than importing tanks that were built somewhere else, South Africa or China or wherever, if you can fabricate them right in country, uh, that, that'll reduce your cost significantly. So both on the construction side or the fabrication side, but also the shipping side. Shipping costs have gone through the roof, as you probably know. 
It used to be $2,500 to ship a, a sea can on the ocean. Now it's, it's $20,000. I mean, it's just uh, logistically uh, costs have gone crazy. Uh, we hope they're going to come down, but this is why we're sourcing a lot of materials in Niger and surrounding areas. So there's elimination of all that shipping cost. So do you think you can keep your $35 per pound number from the feasibility study then? I do, yes. I, I, I think also with the drilling we've been doing, Matthew, we've uh, expanded and, and now basically joined up all of these different zones that you might recall in the feasibility study, the, uh, the, the mining program pulled in zone two, zone three, zone four, zone five. We've now uh, we've completely connected the zone two and three. Uh, it's a lot bigger than it, than it was in our initial uh, mineral resource estimate. So with expanded drilling, we've actually expanded the ore body and we feel that with an updated mine plan that we're going to come up with at the end of the year, it's going to show a reduction in, in operating costs. We won't have to do as, as much underground development to access the next phase of ore. So phase one is primarily the flank zone and had a couple of these other smaller zones. But now that they're all getting connected with the additional drilling, we'll be able to sit in that same area and do the mining close by to the original flank zone area, which will reduce your underground development cost. So there's, there's a lot of, uh, of new things that will happen here over the next year as we integrate a lot of this information. Seems, seems like, seems like, um, and obviously you, you mentioned the the box cut plastic and excavation um, as, as, as part of part of part of that. So that's by the end of this year, you, you recommend the mine, a mine plan, a new mine plan. Yes, perfect. Okay, um, let's talk, let's talk about Arado, okay? Because that's, that's a kind of big cog here in terms of potential, you know, um, capital savings. Um, how how are discussions there, and you know, what, what can you tell us? Uh, we continue to uh, work on a deal with Arano, and uh, basically it sits right now in their camp. So uh, they sent us something, we sent them something back. Uh, and it all boils down to uh, pricing and uh, what their costs are, what our costs are, and coming up with an economic model that fits both companies. So right now uh, we're we're down to the wire, I would say, and uh, very close to getting that all completed. Okay, okay, um, okay. Well, I guess we'll hear from you when you hear from them. Um, can we talk about the ISR components? There's something you mentioned last time out um, with regards to testing. So yeah, what, what, what's up? How are you getting on with that? So that's our uh, ESA Cannon project, and it's about. 30 kilometers uh, southeast of Dasa. And so we've shipped uh, six cores from our drilling program there to Canada, to the Saskatchewan Research Council labs. And uh, unfortunately they're booked up with all the uranium activity. So uh, our, our cores are scheduled to go in for uh, permeability porosity testing in July. So we've already got all the cores here but uh, they're in the queue to be processed there. So as soon as we get results from there, we can go to the next phase of that whole operation. If it's uh, positive and the, the core is leachable, then that 
opens up a whole new area with 35 to 40 million pounds sitting there that we could potentially leach and ship a loaded resin to the DASA plant. So this is all, of course, uh, being done in sequence, and we have to wait for the lab to be able to process this material. We won't have results that we can announce to the public probably until August or September. Okay, so that's the timing on that one. Okay, um, just into the context of the market, obviously, I think markets more broadly have been um, hit hard, right? Not not just mining, natural resources, everything been hit hard. How does that affect your discussions with these banks? I mean, do, do they do they look at it as a temporary solution? Does it encourage you even more to try and find a sort of you know the non-equity solutions to your, your financing needs going um, forward? Or do you view this as temporary and it doesn't really affect your discussions and negotiations? Well, I, I think uh, the banks that we're speaking with don't really look at market volatility per se. They look at the project specifics and they're going to have their model and they're going to they're going to model it with the lower uranium prices, higher uranium prices. And, you know, if it looks profitable to them and they can get paid back in a reasonable length of time, uh, they're going to go for it. And I think the, the, the market volatility is really not part of their thinking. Uh, they, they like the commodity. They like the fact that we are in a developing country. They want to support a new project. So um, I, I don't see that as an issue. Right, and that's, uh, the on the, that's on the debt side, though. But and on the equity side, though, clearly you will care because it could be, you know, more di more dilutive. So in terms of you know what what, what steps can you take to mitigate well, that? Well, on the on the equity side, don't forget this year we have about ten million of warrants coming due uh, at uh, three dollars. We have another twenty million at six dollars uh, next year by the end of June. So with the cash flow coming from Turkey, potentially Iran, plus the equity coming in from this warrant exercises, I'm hoping we, we don't need to issue any more equity. I mean, that's the plan. We also have uh, a number of groups that would like to, if we, if we need a bridge, let's say a 12 to 24 month bridge loan on a mezzanine type basis, uh, we have a lot of interest to do that. So, I mean, from our point of view, uh, we don't want to issue more equity. And uh, so we'll be fighting hard not to. Perfect. I think that's what your shareholders want to hear. Um, okay. So, uh, right. Obviously, the, the um, Q122 results look solid. You're busy. There's a lot of things moving, moving around and, and, and coming, coming uh, to, down, down to DASA. You've got a, a, lot of, a lot of things that we've talked about today that you're in, in the process of. Q2 is going to look like what, what for you? Is it, is it, how, how many of these things get over the line during that period? By the, by the end of end of Q2. Well, you know, I, I, I'd like to have a crystal ball, Matthew, but... Uh, I thought you did. You be... told me you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have uh, clarity on, on the banking syndicate, okay, and the amount available. So we'd like to complete that by the end of Q2. Uh, we should have some finalization on an Orano deal. And uh, I'm hoping the other big component here that people want to see is a little bit of offtake. 
So we don't need to have a lot of offtake this year. I think what we want to do is layer it in over a couple of years while we're building the plant, taking advantage of higher uranium prices. But that's also another big driver for our stock, I think. Uh, and you see, it's been a little bit of a chicken and an egg situation because the utilities want to know that we're going to be financed and that the project's going ahead and the bankers want to see some offtake. So we're trying to bring this together at the same time so that, that we can show, okay, the banks, here's our offtake and offtake guys, here's our bankers, the thing's going ahead. And uh, then I'm going to, I would suggest you're going to see a, a big re-rating on our stock. Yeah, it was, so it's, it's interesting times for uranium more broadly. What, what, what was your take on the Cameco uh, call in terms of, you know, how, how they're coming at it? How they're coming at it? Well, just in terms of, you know, they, they seems, it seems like term contracts are being signed. You know, they, I think, I can't remember the number, 40 million pounds, something like, something like that. Um, it would suggest that, you know, utilities are in the market um, and that, you know, RFPs are out there. And it's, it's a question of, you know, how do you take advantage of that situation if, if, if indeed, you know, that they are poking around a little bit more, the utilities, that is? Well, I, I, I think they are poking around a bit more, I think, uh, with the Russia-Ukraine situation and less material potentially coming out of Russia. I think the utilities are absolutely uh, determined to uh, spread the risk a little bit with some other projects. And uh, so that's why our project is really one of the top ones that utilities are talking about. Um, and particularly once the banking is put together, I think there's going to be a, a lot of interest. Now, all of the ones we're speaking with, they still want to have a, a blended type of price. So short, medium and long term pricing. But the, as you know, the term price moved up to about $48 a pound. We did our feasibility at 35. Uh, once we start producing in 2025, we, we think the price is going to be north of 50. So um, all in all, it's going to result in a very profitable project. The next cab off the rank, Stephen, the next cab off the rank. Right, um, well, I appreciate the update uh, today. Congrats on, on, on Q1, obviously, and, you know, and the logistics exercise you're going through at the moment to get everything in the right place. So um, stay in touch, let us know how you get on, okay? We sure will. Thank you very much and appreciate your interest.